Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Retirement Tips Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today, we have Lawrence Kotlikoff with us, and he is with Maxify Planner. Welcome, Lawrence. Uh, it's great to be with you, Lee. Thanks for having me. Uh, before we get too far into things, tell us about uh, Maxify. How are you serving folks? So, uh, I'm a professor of economics at Boston University, and I started this co- uh, my company back in 1993, so we're 27 years old, and what I, what we're trying to do with, with our software, it's personal financial planning software, and we're trying to uh, provide the economics approach to financial planning, which is dramatically different from, indeed, it can't be more different because it's producing exactly the opposite uh, recommendations from conventional financial uh, planning. So uh, economics has been in this business of uh, <clears throat> providing uh, financial advice really personal financial advice for about 100 years it's just that it hasn't really been provided to the public it's been kind of provided to um, economists uh, by other economists via research but we've been working on this uh, topic and many Nobel prizes in economics have been um, given for work in personal finance actually so I'm trying I've tried uh, and I think succeeded in in our software which is called maxifiedplanner.com uh, to uh, provide uh, the economics approach. So that's that's how I'm uh, here speaking with you. So now, can you explain to our listeners the difference between the economic approach to financial planning as opposed to, you know, the, the stockbroker that keeps calling me with the, the great yeah. tip approach <laughs> that seems to be more prevalent and, you know, the guy that wants to have a steak dinner with me uh, to help me? Well, there's a couple of different levels, but let, let me just uh, uh, just get to the basic issue of retirement planning. Uh, suppose uh, you're a 45-year-old uh, household and you go to your financial planner or you go to traditional financial planning software. Uh, the first question out of their mouths is going to be, how much do you want to spend in retirement? Give us your retirement spending goal. That's an impossible question for anybody to answer. They need to know uh all kinds of things about their taxes and social security benefits and uh, Medicare Part B premiums. And uh, uh, it's just impossible to give an answer. My answer to that question would be a billion dollars a day. That's my goal. I'd like to spend a billion dollars a day. Now, so that right away is telling you that you can't, you have to have spending that's in, in line with what you can afford. So economics says that what people are really after is not some un, uh, unaffordable goal, but they want to have a smooth living standard given their resources. They don't want to be starving today and splurging in the future or the opposite. They want to have a smooth ride because, uh, you know, it's quite clear that we get satiated. If we had to eat all the steaks we're ever going to eat today, we would be sick of steak after about five minutes, but uh, we'd want, we'd really like to spread out all the steaks over time or, uh, or whatever uh, mushrooms, if we're, if we're vegan. Uh, 
So that's what our software does. It, fig- it takes in inputs about your resources. It doesn't ask you what you'd like to do. It figures out what you can do uh, such that you can sustain your living standard right through the end of your uh, days if you live to your maximum age of life. And then once you have this living standard uh, calculated, it's, oh, we've got a living standard machine, then the program can find safe ways to raise it. So the first job of, of economics, of financial planning, is to uh, personal financial planning, is to figure out what you can spend such that you don't run out so you can maintain your living standard. The second job is to try and maximize that living standard safely. And there's all kinds of ways that our software can help you do that. For example, uh, uh, maximizing your Social Security benefits, minimizing your taxes uh, with respect to using retirement accounts. When, when should you withdraw? Uh, which accounts should you withdraw from Roth or non-Roth first? Should you contribute to one or the other? Should you do Roth conversions? Should you annuitize your retirement account withdrawals? But also, should you downsize your home? How much will that raise your living standard? Uh, should you work longer? You know, uh, it helps you figure out if I work a couple more years, uh, how much will that let me spend more? How much more will that let me spend through time? So we have... Uh, uh, a real living standard machine that can be used to answer all kinds of uh, questions in personal finance. And then when you get to the issue of investing, what economics says is that uh, you're going to uh, in- invest uh, and, uh, and modify your spending every year in response to how you do on the market. You're not going to just sit there and watch the market drop. To, you know, if you, Let's say you have half your money in the stock market and the market crashes 80%. You're not going to uh, continue to spend uh, as if it hadn't, you're going to adjust your spending annually, annually at least in light of what's happened to you. So that's what our software is simulating, the ups and downs to your living standard associated with investing at risk. So we're, um, we're showing uh, those variations and also helping people figure out what's going to make them happiest in terms of the, what portfolio to hold given their degree of risk aversion. And, and economists call this expected utility maximization. It's something that uh, every, everybody in finance has been working on. Uh, each, you know, every finance professor is an economist, basically. They all have PhDs in economics. They've been working on this for years. Ours is the first software to really bring this to the public. Now, um, when you're a lay person and you don't have a, a PhD in economics and you're not that savvy maybe with finance and you know, you're just kind of grinding and every day or every month you're putting money in your 401k, you're working the, and a retirement's approaching. And all of a sudden you, you start having these realizations. I got to start planning for this. This is, it, it's coming whether I plan or not. So one way or another, I'm going to have a retirement plan. Right. And then the variables I'm having to deal with, I don't know how long I'm going to live. That That's hard now to project. And I don't know what my health situation is going to be in a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years. And then you couple that with my spouse and what my needs of my kids are going to be. And, you know, if I have enough wealth, then maybe I can even think about a legacy. How do you kind of reconcile all of these variables when you're coming up with a plan in the, in the way that you're recommending via software? Well, actually, uh, the software handles all those things um, just the way economics says to handle them. First of all, on the issue of like, your lifespan, how long you're going to live, 
economics says that you have to plan to live to your maximum age of life. You can't count on dying on time at your life expectancy. So let's use your maximum age of life as your planning horizon. And but if you're uh, if you're not super, you know, if if you're willing to take a risk, the way economics says uh, you should handle that is to specify in our software that you want to spend relatively more when you're young and less when you're old. You take a risk that uh, when you're older, if you live a long time, you'll have a, a lower living standard. So we have something called the standard of living index that you can set. And it just tells the program what kind of a pattern of your living standard you'd like to have as you age. But the level of your living standard is being determined by what you can afford, not what you would, uh, not your desired target. Again, my target is a billion dollars a day. If somebody asks me, what would I love to, what, what's my target? It's a ridiculous, stupid question. That's the key question in uh, standard personal finance. Now, a legacy, um, if you want to leave money for your kids as a gift, you can put that in as a special expense. Any off-the-top fixed expenses, uh, be it tuition, be it alimony payments, be it housing expenses, be it taxes, they're treated as given, and the software is determining your living standard based on your discretionary spending, the money you have left over uh, to spend out of those out of your lifetime resources. Uh, it figures out how to smooth that those resources so that you have the same living standard discretionary spending per household member through time. So we can handle all these issues uh very easily and very naturally. But doesn't economics assume a certain level of uh, kind of rational decision-making and in life, sometimes people make irrational choices? Well, yeah, we have um, people making what appear to be really ridiculous decisions, partly because they don't have the tools to make the right decisions. That's what I would argue. I mean, if for example, if you're being asked to set a target for spending in retirement, you might set the target too low, in which case you're you're uh, going to be, in effect, told to spend more than you should. Then you show up at retirement and bingo, your living standard drops because you haven't saved enough. But it's all because of this methodology of making you plan for yourself. Uh, or you may set your target too high and basically, you know, end up consuming very little, saving like crazy, you might also be induced to invest in risky securities to make a target that's unrealistically high and not really understand the living standard risk. Whereas our software says if you're going to invest in risk, we're going to show you how your living standard is going to evolve through time, the ups and the downs, and uh, and uh, figure out how this affects your lifetime happiness. We have There's a measure called lifetime expected utility that economists focus on. Our software is the only one that actually program in the entire planet or universe, as far as we know, that actually calculates lifetime expected utility and, and can do expected utility maximization over your portfolio choice. Uh, so that and taking into account how risk averse the person that your client is, or you yourself are, if you're using the software personally. So there, there is a, um, I guess I'm trying to say, and I like in 10 seconds here very quickly that we have an established theory in economics. It just hasn't been made public. And this software uh, is like a lifetime project of mine to make economics personally useful, make it really. Uh, and everybody who's uh, reviewed our software uh, from Nobel laureates on down uh, and people in the press uh, written about, you know, New York Times and other top publications have written about us quite a bit, uh, have routinely ranked our software uh, to be 
the best out there. So it's not, I'm not just trying to make a sales pitch here because uh, that's not my goal. It's that um, it's a very different approach, but it's, it's exactly what economics says to do. And then, so now walk me through, when's the right time for me to, to uh, invest in the software? Well, it can be used at any age. If you're, let's say 30 and you're trying to figure out, should I switch careers? Uh, I have to give up some money in the, uh, in earnings because I'm going to have to go and t- uh, get a master's in English. Okay. So I've got my current profile. My base profile has me staying in my current job, uh, w- teaching in high school with my BA in English. But now I'm thinking about, should I get an, an MA in English? It's going to take two years. There's tuition costs. It's going to affect my whole path of taxes. It's going to affect my whole path of social security benefits. Even Medicare Part B premiums could be different. My entire path of savings, my asset income, that's going to affect all the federal and state taxes. How do you figure all this stuff out? It's impossible. Uh, But the program can do it in a half a second. So you'll set up profile A that says, I'm just going to stay as I am. Uh, Profile B is I invest in this job alternative career. And you get to see which living standard is going to be higher. You get to compare apples to apples. My lifetime spending, discretionary spending is going to be higher if I do uh, career A versus B. And we've actually done that. And it turns out the master's program generally does not pay for itself. And, you know, another kind of example would be comparing being a, a, a primary care physician, PCP, with being a plumber. Uh, right out of high school, going right into plumbing as opposed to going to college and then to medical school and then getting a residency or an internship and residency and finally getting to work and having to pay very high taxes on, you know, on income that's high, but it's going to be taxed uh, higher than, you know, to, you know, since it's all compressed, it's going to, you're going to put yourself in a very high tax bracket. Well, it turns out on a lifetime basis that the, the two careers make almost this, produce almost the same discretionary spending over the lifetime. And people need to think about that. I'm not saying people should not become doctors. You know, people go into medicine for more than just the money. But uh, if if that's a consideration, uh, uh, you need to understand what it is you're buying into when you go take on becoming a doctor. And when you're parenting a child and you're trying to coach them on the right career path. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Also, does college pay off? Uh, you know, what if you're middle aged? Should I take this mortgage that um, uh, comes with points or this other mortgage that doesn't? Should I can I afford this house? How much is it going to affect my discretionary spending if I have to if I buy this size house versus that size house? This you know, house of this price or that price? Uh, all these questions, every question in personal finance comes down to your living standard. You. Uh, whether it's how risky is my living center going to be if I invest risky in a risky manner and more in stocks relative to bonds, um, how much can I raise my living center by working longer? Uh, how does buying, how does um, moving to Texas affect my living center because there's no taxes in Texas and I live in Connecticut? All these things um, can be analyzed very quickly in our software. Now in the software, like you mentioned, um, moving even state to state or even to different countries. And you talk about the tax rate, you know, for making that move. Is that something I have to know all of those tax rates or is that something the software kind of figures out and has, it? Uh, handles all the federal and state income taxes, including DC uh, uh, internally, it doesn't handle British taxes. So we don't, we're not set up 
Um, although people can kind of jury rig our software to look at moving to England. Uh, but uh, for purpose, for most Americans, they're not going to be really thinking about moving abroad. Uh, it can be, be used to think about, you know, should I uh, take a job? I live in Kansas City. Should I move to Seattle? I'm 55. They offered me a job, but I don't want to move again. Housing's a whole lot more imp- expensive. Uh, there's no state income tax in Washington State. That's a good thing. Uh, but um, there's also no 401k plan or not a very good one in the new job offer, but it's got a higher salary. How does that compare with my living standard if I stay in Kansas City? The program can answer that. Nobody else can. No, no other program can do that. Now, is this is the software sold as a one time I buy the software? Is this kind of software as a service a subscription that it's get as it gets updated? I'm getting the latest updates. Um, yeah, you're getting it's a software as a service. You get the latest updates. We um, uh, the, the basic price is one thirty nine, one hundred thirty nine for our uh, premium household version, and uh, for financial planners, it's four ninety nine the first year that the update, uh, and then then you buy an update uh, if you want every year you get another year's license and your software, you know, your, your inputs are still there. Uh, so we don't, if you could wait for a couple of years and update again, but most people get hooked on this because they find safe ways to raise their living standard. And we're talking about tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars that you can get just by safe, by doing absolutely safe things like waiting till 70 to take social security rather than taking it at 62 understanding what it what you're giving up by uh by making one choice versus another with social security i mean there's no risk there uh really associated with making one decision versus the other uh moving downsizing is not a big there's no financial risk particularly uh moving states not a big financial risk working longer in a job you already have that you can keep working at no risk so there's tons of ways to before you start playing around with the stock market of making money safely, of raising your living standard. And, and uh, uh, I've done retirement redos for people that uh, with the software just or just to illustrate the software where you can increase somebody's living standard by 50% without, without any risk whatsoever. Now, is there any low-hanging fruit for somebody that is um, kind of nervous about their upcoming retirement? Is there some things you would do first, obviously buy the software, invest in the software, but any kind of rule of thumb for a person to um, kind of allay some of the fears they have as the the market is so volatile nowadays and with the crisis and between the pandemic and the social unrest and all the stuff that's happening? Uh, well, um, rule of thumb would be uh, to uh, redo your plan based on where your assets are and where you're more important, where your labor income is, because a lot of people have lost their jobs. This may be the time to do, if you can afford it to do Roth conversions, uh, you may want to uh, think about, and you can investigate this in our software, paying off your mortgage by taking cashing out your 401k, because right now the 401k money um, is yielding on a, on a risk-adjusted basis, nothing, zero. The long-term inflation index bond return is zero. And so the stock market adjusted for risk is yielding nothing. So why not, rather than paying 3.5% on a mortgage uh, when the inflation rate's you know, likely to be 1.5%, so you're, you're losing a real return there, uh, why not earn 2% real by cashing out some of your 401k money and using it to pay off your mortgage now? 
you can analyze that in our software. I, I, wrote, I wrote a piece um, uh, for Forbes. I write columns for Forbes. It's posted at, at um, maxify.com. Uh, the, um, there was a, you know, I showed for a typical household that uh, doing this cashing out of your 401k and paying off the mortgage could produce a major increase in lifetime, uh, lifetime discretionary spending. I think it was like around $80,000, if I recall correctly. And at, with no risk, and even, you know, and that takes into account the fact you have to pay more taxes sooner. Uh, this year, I mean, this year you have to pay more taxes because you're in your, um, you're cashing out a 401k that's taxable um, cash out. So, but on balance, um, this uh, matters. And uh, the, uh, so paying off, trying to get a, a safe high return these days uh, the way to do that is to pay off debts because the return, the interest rate on those obligations is much higher than you can get by investing safely. So there's an arbitrage opportunity here, um, and right now that people should take advantage of. Uh, you might want to just reduce your contributions to retirement accounts and pay off your mortgage uh, that way, pay, pay it off more rapidly. All these things can be investigated with the software. So. Paying down debts, uh, being adjusting your spending downward in light of uh, uh, the fact that you have maybe lost your job or your wages have been reduced. Uh, thinking about retiring later because uh, you've been out of work, you know, you're going to be out of work uh, for maybe six months or a year or two years, the way things are going. Uh, uh, maybe uh, downsizing your home at this point or moving in with your kids or having your kids move in with you to save uh, all this stuff. Uh, every single thing can be looked at the, um, so. Uh, it, this software sounds like it, it's giving me kind of a sounding board to play out different scenarios in a pretty quick and painless way that any kind of fear I might have or any kind of um, idea I might have regarding this, I can just plug into the software and it's going to help me kind of see some choices. Yeah. You can set up really endless scenarios uh, for yourself. If you have a household license or for your clients, if you have a professional license and, uh, and then the first thing to do is try and find all the safe ways you can, First of all, you're going to get a game plan. Here's how much to spend. Here's how much to save. Here's how much life insurance to buy so that survivors have the same living standard to the dollar for the rest of their lives if you died this year. Uh, that's an important game plan. And then second thing to do is how do, I, how do we optimize this game plan? How do we get the living standard to be higher? How do we get more taxes, more, more benefits from Social Security, lower, pay lower taxes by utilizing retirement accounts? Uh, how do we think about... Um, how do we just, let's think about whether when we really should um, retire, let's optimize over that, think about what it's going to cost and be able to see what it's going to cost in terms of our living standard to retire early. Uh, let's think about uh, whether the house is really costing us more than we think. Let's think about downsizing it and how much that would matter. Let's think about moving to a place, a state that's uh, lower taxes or maybe has lower housing prices. Uh, so all this stuff you do, and then you turn to the issue of uh, analyzing the riskiness of your living standard uh, with respect to investing at risk. So it's kind of like a, 
uh, a two step, three step process, uh, you know, figure out where you're going, optimize it, and then risk evaluate it. And then just adjust it over time periodically. Yeah. And then, yeah. And some people definitely get hooked on this because it's addictive to be able to figure out safe ways to make money. And the, uh, it's like a little bit of a game. Uh, can I sit down today and try this or that? Uh, if I'm trying to do Roth conversion, should I do, uh, how much should I do every year for the next five years, uh, for example? Well, you have to run some different scenarios and see. But uh, at the end of the day, you're going to make, uh, people are going to make tons of money compared to the 139 it's going to cost them for this program. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if somebody wanted to learn more, what's the website one more time? Just maxify.com, M-A-X-I-F-I.com. And uh, we have great customer customer support. There's tons of, uh, of learning uh, tools there. There's are, there's uh, case studies. If you go down to the bottom of the website, you'll see a link to case studies. There's testimonials. You'll see what people think about it. There's articles I've written. There's web, a webinar series we've been doing that you can click on and watch a whole bunch of webinars. Uh, and then once you're running the program, there's a help center. So plus we have great customer support. You can always send us a you know, a ticket and we'll be right back to you on uh, any needs you have. Good stuff. Well, Lawrence, congratulations on all the success. It sounds like this is quite an achievement. It's going to help a lot of people. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me, Lee, and love to be back with you uh, talking about, about personal finance. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Retirement Tips Radio. Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com.